Hello, everyone. Hey, everybody. What's good? I hope everything is going great this week, last week, this month, this year, um, whatever. Hey, Baby D is on the track as well. She's happy to be here <laughs> living her best life. I promise you that. Um, I just... I pray that everything is well, and I'm going to go ahead and open up in prayer and talk about how we got where we are. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you, Jesus, just for all that you've done. I thank you for the topics that you've laid on our heart to talk about today, Lord. I pray that you allow us to be obedient to you, be spirit-led, and um, enjoy this. And I thank you, Father, for your grace and your mercy. I pray, Lord, that your word pierce the heart of, of your people. It's in the strong and mighty name of Jesus, I do pray. Amen. Amen. So you see, we have a very happy baby on our hands. Which and is, she loves to talk. So yes. she's probably going to try to talk back. Yes. <laughs> um, if, if we pause, she might go ahead and respond. It's pretty amazing. But I just want to let you all know how we got here. <laughs> We got here um, because I was listening to a song by the Maverick City Music Group. It's called Communion. And at the end of the song, they sing, I didn't know that I could have a friend like you. And that had kind of been sitting with me all through this week is uh, my heart's been heavy for the people who don't necessarily know that having a relationship with Jesus is an option and that it, it really it, it bothered me because I know for a while that I I one I, I knew who Jesus was but I didn't live like it and two when I, I started living like it I didn't talk about it and so I think that maybe that's why I have such a heart for this topic is because mm. we have such an obligation as as Christians as followers of Jesus Christ as emulators of Christ we have a we have an obligation to the people who are broken to the people who are lost and to the people who are hurting and so um I'm gonna hop right in I'm starting at John 4 chapter or sorry John chapter 4 verse 35 I'm gonna read down to 38 in the New Living Translation um so this is Jesus talking talking to his disciples um says you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. The harvesters are paid good wages, and the fruit they harvest is people brought to eternal life. What joy awaits both the planter and the harvester alike? You know the saying, one plants and another harvest, and it's true. I sent you to harvest where you didn't plant. Others had already done the work. And now you will get to gather the harvest. So this, to me, just, it screams out loud. I mean, Jesus straight up says, he says, wake up and look around. Like, we, we have work to do. So just looking at, I guess, just a little bit of background. In my heart, it just said, uh, everywhere that Jesus went, he found broken people all around him. Literally everywhere that he went, there was somebody who needed him. And I, I believe the same thing is true today. Just like us, I mean, yes, we are broken people, but we have we have the spirit of the living God within us, which means we're a little bit better off than those who do not. But the broken people don't necessarily know that they're broken or they don't know that there is a 
a solution to their brokenness until Jesus arrives on the scene. And so it's like, as Christians, the people that were around, yes, we may know that, that they're broken. We may realize that and recognize that. But when we get into their presence, are we acknowledging their brokenness with a kind of a empathetic spirit? Like, oh, okay, I understand. I understand that you're depressed. Um, do you want to talk about it? And if they don't want to talk about it, you leave it at that. Or are we taking a, a spiritual approach like Jesus? Are we praying for these people in, in the back of our minds? Or are we saying, hey, can I pray for you? Because what we have is this hope. And if we don't allow this hope to lead us, then we're just going to let that person be lost. And so if, if this is our friend, if this is somebody that we love, a family member, somebody that we care about, we should be offering this hope that we have <laughs> because it leads to eternal life. There, I mean, Jesus says that there is joy for those who are harvesting. There, this, this not only helps them, but this also brings us joy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was I was waiting patiently. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But so how I got to where you are, I think, and you said it, and now that you're saying it, it's all starting to make sense. My computer is over here. I got you. My Thank bad. You. My bad. <laughs> um. So the Holy Spirit kept leading me to Romans eight and twelve. And it says, therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it is not to the flesh to live according to it. And at first for, I don't know, the last two weeks, I think I was just like, okay, God, but you know, what am I reading? Mm-hmm. And obligation was the word that kept sticking out. Um, so the word obligation is defined as an act or course of action to which a person is morally or legally bound, a duty or commitment. Okay. And so... What you're saying is, well, what the scripture is saying is, um, it is not to live according to the flesh, but it is to live according to the spirit, Mm -hmm. the spirit of God. And so when you're saying, you know, how do we approach a situation or how do we, um, how do we approach the broken, invite the broken to, to Jesus, but that is our obligation and in order to fulfill that obligation means that we can no longer live by the flesh. The flesh is responsible to be like, yeah, me too. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I had a bad day too. Yeah, yesterday was terrible. Yep. Yeah, I hate my job too, you know. And then you begin to look exactly like them. And so how can you, how can you, somebody, if somebody's in the exact same situation as you and you look exactly like them, how can you expect them to receive advice from you if you're not moving forward, if you're in the same place they are? Exactly. And then furthermore, are you living by the flesh or the spirit if you do look like someone who you are fully aware is not um, a follower, follower of, of Christ? Jesus. Yeah. Dang. So, um, so our obligation is to live according to the spirit, to have a mind governed by the spirit, to be led by the spirit, to act as children of God, mm-hmm. to act as co-heirs with Christ, to suffer as Christ suffered. Okay. Um. So then I defined heir because I just liked that co-heirs with Christ. An heir is a person legally entitled to the property or rank of that person's death. A person inheriting of continuing the legacy of a predecessor. 
Dang, that that's my absolute favorite definition of heir. Because mm-hmm. we always think of an heir of somebody who is, oh, I'm just entitled to what Christ gave. Right. I'm entitled to that. But when you say a person who is inheriting, continuing the legacy of the predecessor, mm-hmm. that, that carries so much more weight because now it's not just okay, I have eternal life, but no, I have a duty to continue the legacy of Jesus Christ. Exactly. Because when you hear legacy, um, say if you hear, I was just looking at um, Dwayne Wade's and Gabrielle Union's um, timeline. What is it? Instagram timeline, feedback, Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But um, his oldest son was like, is legacy, you know, and Wade's legacy. And so to them, that means that he continues where his father left off. Greatness. And so that's the same that, you know, Jesus expects us to be continuing where he left off. Not, you know, not just proclaiming it and then never acting. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's one, like, you can say that, but, or so for, for, D. Wade's son, I think Zaire for yep. for Zaire. It's it's not just okay. I I'm D. Wade's son. I'm I'm walking like him. No, I'm I'm shooting every day. I'm going to the gym every single day to work on my game. I'm playing with my dad. I'm playing with my dad's friends. I'm making sure that when it's my time to be in the light, that everybody knows that I I look exactly like my father. Yes, which he does look like his dad. <laughs> um, but what was interesting or what caught me was I think they went to Hawaii on a trip and he was like they didn't get to go they went to Hawaii for Christmas they he didn't get to go because basketball season started yeah and I have been to Hawaii and I know what he missed <laughs> <laughs> but in order to fulfill the, his obligation to to remain a a proud Wade yeah, you know and to good. keep his father proud of him and to fulfill that legacy mm-hmm. he has to do the work he had to sacrifice that trip to hawaii i've never been i've only heard amazing things but the sacrifice um is obviously it's worth it because he continues to do it he he knows what he's signing up for and he knows the glory that's coming and it's so much it's worth so much more than that one trip to hawaii the one sacrifice that he had to make this time. Mm-hmm. You good? Can I? Yep. Okay, I'm gonna keep going then. So, um, in my reading and stuff like that, I'm just gonna talk about a few scriptures, talk to them, not necessarily go to them. Um, so Matthew chapter seven, um, where Jesus is talking again, he's telling, <clears throat> he's telling the, the disciples, he's like, "Hey, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep knocking." Uh, and, and he's he's trying to let you know that if you're persistent with with your request, if you're persistent with asking and seeking and trying to find what it is that that you need, what it is that these people need, he's going to give it to you. Um, John chapter 14, verse 13, it says, anything you ask in my name for the glory of the father, I, I will do this for you. And so. We're dealing with people who are, are lost, people who are broken, people who are, are, are struggling just to, to put a smile on their face when they walk outside of their house, like people who who need things that 
Jesus freely gives. So a quick list is people need peace. People need joy. People need faith. People need love. They need strength, physical and mental healing, emotional healing. They, they need a worth. They need purpose. They need an identity and they need freedom. And most importantly, they just they need a friend. And so, like, you know, or you might not know that Jesus offers all of this to you. And the fact that we can't either a live, live in a way that shows that that Christ is Lord and that that we are. Yes, we may go through some things, but we are still smiling. We still have faith. We still have hope. Like in the midst of the storm, when things are going crazy, we can we still walk in peace. That oh I'm sorry go ahead. Go ahead. That stuff catches people's eye and then that that opens up an avenue to ask a question like hey I know you have a lot going on. I know you just lost your job. I know that that you just had somebody who whose family member died. Like I know this is going on, but you don't seem phased and I I just have to know why. I I really need to know like what it is about you that that makes you know that everything is okay. And then there's an opportunity for you to tell them. So, A, you, you don't react like everybody else does to life. You respond to life in a spirit-focused mind or a, spirit, a spirit-centered mind, a spirit-led mind like Danielle was talking about. You start there. And once you're, you're living that way, people are able to see it on you. And that will provoke people to ask questions. Because, I mean, right now, I'm honestly, I'm not talking about people who are just out on the street or whatever. I'm talking about your friends, the people who are around you um, weekly, on the daily even. And yes, you you hang out with them, you do all these things, but you're secretive about your relationship with Christ. And I mean, I'm we've all been there. I, I was like that way for, for years. And now here we are on the podcast uh, just proclaiming the love of Jesus to to anybody who wants to listen to anybody and everybody, and so I mean, even if you don't have the the confidence in your relationship with Christ to share it with another person, share the podcast. Like, not for us to get any views or any likes. I mean, that 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 means nothing. But just to be able to share the love of Christ with somebody else in anyway and if it doesn't even have to be us like dude there are plenty of churches out there that have wonderful messages online like little five minute snippets on instagram whatever it is but we have to be willing to share this hope that we have because it gets dark cold and lonely out there in the world and there are so many people hurting who are right next to you and you have no idea that that you have the answer you have the solution to them until you begin to walk it out and then listen to the questions. Go ahead. Um, I was going to say that I think what's important is to live like Jesus. So to act as children of God, mm-hmm. um, if you pay attention, if you have the opportunity to um, look at your parents or, or look at your children and see the resemblance, mm. not just in their appearance, but like how they, you know, how they talk, how they walk, um, how they approach certain situations. I think in earlier podcasts, you know, when we first got to Marquise's parents' house, I was talking about how much he acts like his parents. And now I could see, you know, where he gets a lot of his 
mannerisms mm-hmm. from. Yeah. Um, and that's the same thing that with Christ, Christ then showed us like, okay, if we're co-heirs, um, if we're following the spirit, then we begin to, to, um, operate just like he did. Yeah. But then more than that is Jesus was consistent. If mm. you, if anybody approached him, you were going to get the same thing. You know, I'm leading you to my father. I'm doing my father's. I'm here, you know. Always about the father's about business. About the father's business. Um, yes, I can heal you. Yes, I can deliver you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I can free you from your sins. Yes, you, you know, if you uh, ask for forgiveness, you're forgiven. But the thing is with us is that we have to remember that now that we're operating in this way, we have to be consistent with it. And that doesn't mean that if you mess up, now you have to start all over. What it means is that if I told you, hey, I'll pray with you because you're going through something. And then the next time you come around and you need prayer, you may not be willing to say, I need, I need prayer. prayer. But guess what? My obligation is to still offer it yep. every time. Dang. And so I think that sometimes we get caught up in like well they know i pray yeah yeah it's it's their responsibility to come ask me right no it is it is our duty to continually when we talk about letting our light shine and we're not going to hide it that that is that opportunity to say hey every day i'm here to pray for you yeah i'm here to encourage you i'm here to um you know, give you a word because I've been reading my Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but if we don't step up to that plate, if we don't fulfill that obligation, if we don't take it serious that I am here to continue a legacy, then those people who one day, you know, may allow you to pray with them, but the next time they're in a funk, they don't have the confidence and the courage because guess what? When it says to live by the spirit, to be led by the spirit, to have the mind of the spirit, though the reason that it um, the obligation is to live by the spirit and not the flesh is because the flesh will not operate the same way. That's true. The flesh is hostile to God. That's what the Bible says. Amen. Um, <laughs> so with that said, we should not even be surprised when people who need us, who need help, who need prayer who need encouragement who need a word won't come out and say i need need some jesus right now i need this they don't know that they need this because if they did they would have ran to him straight up (laughs) like that's just you know cut out the middleman i know that i have jesus so that's where i'm at instead they have us and it is our obligation to continue to be that that um what am i looking for lord vessel that the, the bridge. bridge yeah yeah the bridge so i'm a I, I love that you went there because um in my in my reading i, I did look at romans chapter 10 and i'm gonna read this one because this is i absolutely love this this is us right here it, i'm starting at verse 13 it says for everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved true Verse 14, but how can they call on call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? 
and how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scripture says, How beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. Like, y'all, we have the good news. That you don't have to be stuck in the cycle of being broken and hurt and abused by the words that people say and and treated. You don't have to be stuck being treated poorly by a toxic relationship, whether it's it's um, a friend or a uh, what is it a, a romantic partner. Like you don't have to be stuck in the muck. You don't have to be stuck doing the same thing over and over because Jesus provides freedom. And that's the thing that you have to understand, or that's the thing that we have to understand as, as the harvesters, as the people who are sent. Like we hold the key to so many people's freedom, but we don't act like it, and and we don't necessarily, and that might be because we don't necessarily know what we have, and so we're here today to tell you that, dude, we have everything that they need. And, and they could be Joe Smo on the street or they could be your best friend who's constantly telling you that they're depressed or who's constantly telling you that they are they are hurting they're um they're lost they don't necessarily know who they are that they need that they feel like they don't have any purpose like Jesus gives you purpose your purpose is found in him and, and if we don't if we fail to understand that we will continue to look just like them and say well I don't know what my purpose is either. I don't know who I am either. I don't know I don't know why I'm so sad all the time. I don't know why I'm lonely. But the one thing that that hurts my heart is for people to say I didn't know that that was even an option. And if we don't know if the people around us don't know that Jesus is an option, that we have completely failed at being a follower of Christ. Mhm completely failed because if these are the people who are supposed to be we're, we're supposed to be rubbing elbows with these are the people who are supposed to be in our intimate circles if they don't know that the reason they're hurting can be alleviated with the relationship with Jesus Christ then what are you doing what are we doing as as Christians as the emulator of that as the emulator of the key as co-heirs. As co-heirs, someone who is continuing the legacy of our predecessor, Jesus Christ. What what <laughs> are we doing? Yeah. It's like it's like um when you hear about somebody famous or someone that you admire and look up to and then you meet their offspring and they're nothing like <laughs> like how disappointed are you? Yeah. You yeah. know, just like how in the world did you were you raised by so and so, or you call this your um, family? You know your yeah. your father, your mother, and you were the opposite of how them. How did you get this way? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's so disappointing, and it's the same when people who say you know have heard that you're a Christian, but then they're looking at you like, how? Why? What? You know, why, why do are you I proclaiming need... this? Like, why would I need Jesus if I'm, I'm going to look just you. like you? Yeah. You know? So we have to understand that we hold that legacy. We hold the power of people's perception is based on what they see and if what they see and experience. And if they see and experience you calling yourself a Christian, but living like, ah, shoot, I don't know, living like you've never, you've never stepped foot inside of a church or you've never bent your knees to pray or you've never 
accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, well, then what reason would they have in joining you and being a co-heir, you know? And something I heard, um, so I want to share kind of this, was one, well, one, don't be afraid of your story. Um, Regardless of if you just started praying yesterday or you've been praying for years, but you don't pray consistently, but you know Jesus versus your coworker who sits right next to you and allows everything to take them to the bottom of the pit every time. Every time. You live differently. You have you have hope. Um and that's the difference between those of us who who have Jesus, who have accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior and those who haven't is they don't have anything to say tomorrow will be better. Yes. You know, um that I still have something to live for. I still wake up every day because there's still purpose in me. Because mm. I understand where my where my help comes from, where this breath and life comes from. They don't have that. And so you can't be afraid of where you are in your life, you know, that you don't want to share. Because that I know that that's just something that I struggled with sometimes it's Absolutely. like um well why do they want to hear from me <laughs> i'm not super spiritual like no um so one of the last things that i want to leave y'all with is this is scripture of course um romans chapter 8 i'm going to read verse 35 through 38 and it reads can anything ever separate us from christ's love does it mean Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity or are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are like we are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither life, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, and not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Who does not want victory for the people that they love? Who does not want constant love for the people that they love or who they say they love? I know if there's one thing that I can give my daughter Azariah, it is knowledge and understanding of a relationship with Jesus Christ and the power that it holds and it has held since I've met him all the way back in 2015. So I know that there is something that we can all give to people who are in need and who are broken. I mean, the the first scriptures or the first passage that we talked about, John chapter four, Jesus said, some are planters and some are harvesters. So everybody isn't always going to be led, but the bottom line is you're still planting and you can have that joy because he said there's pl- there's joy for the planters and for the harvesters. So I just want to encourage all of you to do it just to, like Danielle said, don't be afraid of your level. Don't be afraid of your story because there's somebody out there who needs your story and who has been or will be at your level. And I mean, just straight up be honest. Uh-oh. Be honest with them. Be honest with yourselves. That's the bottom line. So, Danielle, would you mind um, go ahead and praying? And we can let these wonderful people go. 
This girl, yes. She is something else. <laughs> Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord God, for revelation. I thank you for insight. I thank you for the confidence and the courage, Father God, to share your son with those who need him. Um, I pray, Lord God, that you give all of us discernment and wisdom, Father God, to operate throughout this week. In Jesus' name, Jesus' amen. name, amen. Love y'all.